Good morning, everyone. You were listening to the Thursday check-in episode of In Love With The Process. I am barely your host, barely here. Mike Petchy, this is my show. How are you? What's going on? Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do a quick check-in uh, uh, with two hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, we just wrapped during a uh, big shoot multiple music videos, multiple photo photography shoots, uh, two 14-hour days. Uh, pretty insane. A lot of fun. Um, pretty uh, exhausting. Um, uh, very challenging. Uh, fantastic crew. Uh, Gina was uh, directing, so it was a lot of fun working with her. This is the first time in a long time that I have put on my cinematographer hat. I haven't officially uh, been credited as a cinematographer for a few years now, actually. Um, so it was kind of great. It was fun to do. Um, Gina just got a contract to do a pretty big campaign. I'm not allowed to talk about who it is yet. Um, and uh, she's been hard at work. Um, with uh, her producer Ian Spencer uh, putting this thing together, uh, and it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Like uh, you've heard me talk a little bit about it on the show, I think. Um, but the uh, music video business is changing; it's always ever changing with uh, all these different formats, all these different outlets changing, and aspect ratios and time, like running time. It's all nuts. It really is nuts. Um, you know, are you making stuff for YouTube? Are you making stuff for fucking TikTok? Um, you know, are full-length music videos still valid, right? Are they still a good way to have an artist spend their money? And uh, I don't know, you know, I, there's a big piece of me that, that feels like uh, doing a full-length music video uh, for some artists is a waste of money and time. You know, uh, ask yourself this. What is the last full, full music video that you watched? And why did you watch it? Did you tune in because you're a fan of that artist anyway? Are you just looking uh, to listen to whatever new album is dropped? Um, are you tuning in to a place that plays music videos randomly? Are you tuning into a place that showcases uh, a music video and you sit and watch the entire thing? right? It's a, it's an interesting question. It's a question that we've been asked a lot from labels and, and folks and artists. And this is a question that we're asking ourselves the same thing, because if you're in the music video making business, you know that if you're doing some sort of long narrative video, right? You're usually shooting the artist performing, which ends up, in my opinion, being the most dynamic thing that you're shooting, right? Most of the time, generalizing here, but most of the time, that's the most dynamic thing, right? It's why everybody's tuning in, you know? You know, uh, Rob Zombie released a new album. You know, it's like, I'm, I want to watch his video to see him do it. I want to see him on screen. I want to see what he looks like. I want to see his image. It's the whole thing, right? Um, and so I find that when I'm watching music videos that have the artist performing in them, Oftentimes, I'm feeling very connected to the artist with these 
really gorgeous shots or very sort of intimate shots of performance. And the artist, uh, the visual representation of the artist's conveying and spitting out the emotions that the song needs. Um, and then with these videos that are narrative, you just end up cutting away to this B storyline and shots that, you know, don't have the same emotional impact are uh, usually uh, dealing with, you know, cheap actors or the musicians trying to act through stuff and it just pulls you out. And then if you're someone that's producing those things, they're just nightmares to shoot. You know, you're out there trying to shoot multiple looks, multiple locations, multiple coverage. I know I need to spend all day with a steady cam getting girls on roller skates for what? That's like the piece of the video that no one really gives a shit about. They just remember the artist, you know? I'm rambling a bit here, but this is what we've been tackling. And we just spent two days, two 14-hour days, shooting lots and lots of content artist-first, artist-forward content that I think is really awesome, really gorgeous, really beautiful. Um, it's a whole new look and style for Gina. She really spent a lot, like weeks and weeks, doing the research and wanting to have this painterly sort of renaissance vibe for it. Um, and then she asked me to come on board to start lighting it and designing the light stuff. And we sort of hit a point where I go, why don't I just shoot this for you because we're going to be using a lot of new tech a lot of new toys that um, she didn't have the experience with and also believe it or not I didn't have the experience with a lot of this new stuff so pretty wild couple of days um, we ended up uh, getting some really great lights from Aperture the people over at Aperture and uh, I was shooting with their uh, their 1200D, which I loved, and uh, their 600, and the spotlight attachment, which we love, love, love. Uh, those looked awesome on screen. Uh, I was sort of integrating a lot of this new tech with old techniques, because I've had a lot of cinematographers on the show, and, you know, this stuff goes in there, rubs off on you. You know, you ask a couple questions, like, how did you like that? What do you do? And... Um, Folks are always asking about my techniques for lighting. I'll try to post some videos on uh, Instagram that I took of the lighting setups that we've been doing. I really can't give away who we're shooting, but I might be able to put up some of that. Um, but uh, I was using a lot of old school techniques, you know, doing a six by six by, uh, using, um, you know, diffusion, and then running a unit through multiple silks through the six by frame to get like this super soft window sort of natural look. And then it's all about shaping that, you know, getting floppies. And so you're just sort of building out this beautiful diffused light to give you like these really nice wraparounds and textures. Uh, between the light and the darkness on someone's face. Uh, really cool stuff. Pulled every trick out of the book on this shoot. For beautification, we were using like black pro mist filters. At one point in time, I was using uh, solid nets. I was putting solid nets in front of the lenses as well to get it even more diffused. Um, that stuff's the fun shit, you know? Really sort of manipulating light, manipulating those rays that are bouncing off your subject and trying to spread them and 
and make them feel like just gorgeous, really diffused light. That was the game for like two days. It's fun, man. Uh, some interesting, exciting team ups going on. I was able to get my hands on some old school lenses. Uh, we were shooting with um, old uh, Cook Pancheros, so the originals, not the the recreation of those. We were shooting with the original glass, um, and that stuff is gorgeous, right? Um, and first time ever, I shot on uh, the. Alexa Mini uh, LF, large format, which was really cool. I really fucking liked it a lot, especially when you're shooting content that is going on uh, Instagram or TikTok or you start dealing with the vertical content, uh, shooting uh, open frame stuff and having almost like a IMAX size 4x3 image is really going to come in handy for the cropping and all these different formats later. Um, and uh, it was an interesting sort of learning curve. A lot of tech shit. Because the old Cook Pancheros were lenses that were designed and built for 35 millimeter frames. Um, but with this Airy unit, um, you can actually shoot in what they call S35 mode, which is like a cropping mode. So it crops in on that large format sensor um, and enables you to use those old lenses. But... One of the surprises we had, I was like, well, let's just see what those lenses look like um, in open gate, open, like full frame. And uh, some of them had some pretty interesting vignetting that would happen on the edges of the chip, but some of them filled the whole fucking chip. Any lens that was over uh, 40 millimeter filled the whole chip. So it was pretty fucking rad, man. It was, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of shooting medium format for photography, it's, it feels like that same frame size, the medium format image, um, which Gina, of course, loved because that fits like it's right up her alley. Um, cool shit, man. Big shout out to our team on this amazing crew. Like Ian Spencer came on and crushed the production. So he produced the whole thing. Uh, first time working with uh, Gaffer, Eric Gilbert, Eric crushed it. Uh, Lance Williams was on. Everybody knows Lance. He was on with us. Um, and uh, Josh Gorman, who is now a regular with us, he came on board. He was helping us out as well. Uh, and then uh, Mike Tran, Voltran, came in and was my assistant camera. And the both of us had not used any of this gear. <laughs> Uh, we got our uh, camera and rental stuff from Boca here in um, Los Angeles. I really like those guys. Hopefully there'll be some news with them coming soon. Um, but it was fun. We had, we, Mike and I went down and tested that camera a day ahead. If you guys are budgeting anything out, right? If you're getting a job and you're talking to a producer, beg for a prep day. A prep day is so fucking essential. Um, and because Mike and I had a full day of prep, we were able to really sort of pull apart the camera, understand the menus, understand the lenses. Um, so that way, day one on shoot, first thing in the morning, we shot pretty images. We didn't have to uh, figure it all out there. Um, that was kind of the name of the game with this whole thing. 
Like I had never used the aperture lights. I think the only pieces of equipment on the set that I had experience with were like C-stands, flags, and the hazer. The rest of the stuff that we used uh, was the first time. Um, it was fun to do that. It was fun to shoot. It was really fun. The, uh, the difficulty with any of these things is always time, right? It's always time. Time and money. And uh, whenever you're working for someone, they, they're trying to squeeze the most out of you. Let's get as many setups as we can in a day. Let's do five looks, six looks. Um, and it's always this game, right? I, you know you got to produce enough content to make it worth their while to spend that money. But you're also like, can we just slow this down so I can craft, 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 craft. Um, so it was this interesting balance of that for the past two days. A lot of fun shit, man. I think you guys are going to really dig it. Um, and I, I think it's a slow rollout. I think we're going to be rolling out content from this over the next year. How crazy is that? I literally have a hard drive filled with footage for the next year's release all at the same time. When's the last time you heard of artists doing that? Maybe Beyonce when she did her yellow or, or uh, her HBO special. But uh, who films all the music videos for a year at the same time? Pretty fun stuff. Can't wait to show you guys that. Uh, so yes, I, I don't know if you guys have been following me on Instagram at Mike Petchy, um, but yes, the rumors are true. We are going to be giving away a camera from Fujifilm. I have it here at the house. It's sitting in a box in front of me. Um, but we will be giving away a Fujifilm uh, X-H2S. Uh, stand by. Over the next few weeks, I will tell you guys what it is that you need to do to try to win a brand new camera from Fujifilm. What other podcast are you listening to? that is giving away a free fucking camera. And one of the new top of the line cameras on the market, an amazing still camera, an amazing video camera. I mean, this winning this could change the way you do your work, right? Could make you more valuable to your clients. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. A lot of negotiations go into this, a lot of back and forth, a lot of emails to get you guys stuff on the show. Um, excited, so stay tuned. As uh, the next episodes come out, we will drop more info. Uh, I need to take... I, my, my mouth is stopping. I'm stopping the... I, I, I'm losing the ability to continue to speak. I am not exaggerating when I say that I had two hours of sleep before I had to wake up this morning and go drop off gear. So I'm going to try to take a nap <laughs> for a few hours to see if I can catch up because I'm supposed to get beers tonight with some friends and I can't even formulate a fucking sentence. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, by the way, earlier this week, I released a fantastic episode um, with Hillary. Uh, Hillary Smith was on the show and I listened to it in the car and for some reason, one of the filters wasn't applying um, to the runout of the show. And everything felt very sort of sharp and tinny and gross. And so I'm in the process right now of remastering that episode. 
and re-uploading it, and we'll see if it sounds any better. Um, let me know what you think. The, it's really difficult <clears throat> when you're trying to do an audio mastering of a podcast because there's no specific rules, right? And there's all sorts of different filters. I've been using some like mastering filters and some high pass filters, which are bringing the like those hisses up higher. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm not going to do that. We'll see. I just finished running it out, so I'll play it and see if it sounds any better. And, and sometimes it just sounds fucking great on my system and on headphones. And then I listen to it uh, in the car and I'm like, what the fuck is this trash? You know? Um, so let me know what you think. Do, are the shows okay? Do they sound okay? This one here I'm recording on my fucking iPhone because I refuse to set up microphones. I'm exhausted. So, But generally, the Tuesday episodes, how are they sounding? What do you think? Um, well, that's it. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm running out of energy here, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and uh, as always, there's another episode on the way next Tuesday. All right? Time for bed, man. Time for fucking bed. <laughs>